Tonight on Unsolved Mysteries, Noreen Rainier, Missing Newborn, Gigi's Amnesia, and Unknown Dad. And I am your other co-host, Robert. This is Reenacted, an Unsolved Mysteries podcast. Crystal, you said you have something fun yes. that you want to talk about. It, I hope this is fun. Yeah. I hope this is fun, but I, I, got a, I got a math problem for you. Okay. A math problem. And if this isn't fun, we'll just have uh, Connor, our producer, cut this out. I My desire is not to embarrass you or myself. My desire is only to see... Um, what your uh, take on this word problem is okay okay sure are you re- are you ready i'm as all right here it is ready as i'll ever be okay yeah. here's the word problem it took marie 10 minutes to saw a board into two pieces if she works just as fast how long will it take her to saw another board into three pieces it sounded like at the end you said into two, three pieces. No, how long will it, given the information I just oh, told you, into how long will it take Marie three pieces. to saw another board into three pieces? I, I'm happy to reread the question to you and, and for anyone playing along at home. Okay, yeah, because in, in my mind, I, I pictured that last thing being like a 2 3, much like your text to record was a 1 2. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. The, no, no, no. Yeah, but okay. Re, re, How long does it take Marie to saw a, another board into three pieces? This, this, I'm happy to reread it. Uh, yeah, re- reread it because the, the, this, okay, is, here we this go. is sounding like your Nazi riddle from last episode. Uh, go. It, well, <laughs> okay, it is a it, it is a bit of a yeah. of that. All okay, right. here it goes again. It took Marie ten minutes to saw a board into two pieces. If she works just as fast, how long will it take her to saw another board into three pieces? Hmm. And uh, Connor, feel free to put on some quiz music here. And so it took Marie uh-huh. two minutes. Uh, just ten minutes. <laughs> oh God, we're already in the off to this a bad start. This is probably easier to do if you're if you're seeing it if you're seeing it written. I realize you're kind of at a disadvantage because no, no, really- no, no. I it, it's 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 more challenging if it's a uh, like a riddle. Ten minutes. To saw uh-huh. one board into two yes. pieces. Correct. Uh, how many minutes will it take her to saw another board into three pieces? Correct. Well, uh, let's see here. She. Uh, I'm. I'm also having the advantage of of seeing the correct answer here and uh the while you're thinking about this the prompt for this was i was on reddit earlier today yeah this was posted in r r slash facepalm with the uh <clears throat> with the caption uh what was the caption now with the caption 
the education system at its finest. Oh boy. Okay, and and for context, the picture is of the word problem. Okay. The student has written the correct answer oh boy. to this word problem. The teacher has crossed that out and put what they think was the correct answer with a bit of an explanation that not is not really uh, how you solve that problem. Oh, no. So there's your context. Okay. Okay. I mean, the obvious and therefore uh, what I suspect is then the incorrect answer I, is, I mean, is, is that it would take, I mean, I mean, cause like my mental image is of uh, a woman uh, uh Marie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, with a, uh, what does Marie look like to you in this? She's short, tall, uh, muscular, you know, that's thin. Uh, I'm kind of picturing her, you know, uh, sort of, uh, dark brown, dark hair, dark hair. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. she's, uh, very thin. Okay. Um, so I mean, right away, like my mind is like, man, I don't even picture her being able to saw through one board, much less, because I'm picturing her using a handsaw. Uh, yeah, I mean, it took her ten minutes. It wouldn't take ten minutes if she's using, using a power saw. Right. Yeah. And so I'm, yeah. I'm like, like, so 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 I'm having to resist the urge to say like, well, she's probably already really tired. So with the, <laughs> after that first right, one. Right. But as, yeah. Yes. But the bird problem specifically states, assuming that she's working at the same pace. At the, oh, okay, yeah, at the same pace. Yes. So I mean, you would assume, mm -hmm. like my mental images of her, like you know, the first part of the question, she saws through one board, uh, mm -hmm. uh, with one cut, and then. Yep. And then mm -hmm. she needs to. She has. She didn't sweeps that aside. There's another board, and she needs to saw uh -huh. it into three pieces. That's right. Uh, I, assuming it's the same dimensions on the board, and she's cutting the same way, which is like, uh, uh -huh. uh, you know, going to um, going across uh, widthwise rather than lengthwise uh, mm -hmm. uh, on on both cuts. I one would assume mm -hmm. it's twenty minutes, but then I'm yes, yeah. yeah. But then, but then. That's correct. No, that's correct. That's correct. Okay. <laughs> that's correct. I overthink. One cut took ten minutes. Two cuts takes twenty minutes. Uh, okay. Well, let, let, let's let's find out why this teacher thinks I'm wrong then. <laughs> <laughs> that's what the student wrote. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> teacher says answer is fifteen, and then under that it says ten equals two pieces 15 minutes equals three pieces 20 minutes equals four pieces oh my gosh okay the teacher was counting the number of pieces not the cut i got number of cuts yeah i see because yeah. i mean by that logic it would take it would take five minutes to make zero cuts and have one piece of wood <laughs> Right. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm glad I I answered correctly. I. You did. I, 
Yeah. I, I guess I guess I was approaching it more like it was going to be a riddle than uh than just a straight out math problem. I don't know I yeah. don't know what what I was expecting, but uh okay. Wow. Well, I mean, I look, I I tried to give you some context and that it was an r/facepalm. Fa- yeah. 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 And that the st- the student had given the correct answer. Well, I'm just glad I didn't facepalm myself, so uh. No, you did great. All right. And I liked your description of Marie. Yeah. And uh, she, you know, and I'm really kind of dubious about why she's wearing a business suit doing the sign. It's like, that's too. Oh, interesting. Too too dressed, too dressed up. Uh, I like to, I like to be very informal when I'm doing that kind of work. Yeah. Mm hmm. You know, maybe Marie is like she's actually an executive. Yes, that's for like a construction company or they're breaking ground on something. And so she's doing like the photo op with the hard hat in the business. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. You know, yeah, wearing the hard hat. Yes. Yeah. And that's why it's taking her 10 minutes to get through. I And in my mind, it's your classic two by four. Yeah. With a hand. Well, I mean, it's nothing complicated. I mean, I, the way I picture her, I, 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 I just don't think she has very much upper body strength. So. Yeah. 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 Marie is definitely not known for that. Right. Right. Um. Anyway, well, I hope you found. I hope you and everyone else found that enjoyable, and that other people played along at home. I, I, I I'm just relieved because when you said Reddit, I was like, oh God, what. What what horrors from the internet have <laughs> are we about to <laughs> now? But but this 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 is no. this 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 is a this 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 was nice. Um. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad. Okay. I'm glad you found it nice. Yeah. And I'm I'm glad that you also arrived at the correct conclusion. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This. Yeah. That was fun. Um. Okay. I didn't really have anything like queued up to talk about. Last time we really, uh, we really talked about that restaurant I went to in Vegas. So I was, oh yeah, like, yeah, I've really thing. been anywhere. But here's here c- comes some entertaining business from ye old internet. So yes, uh, um, all right, Robbie. Listen, we should probably talk about unsolved mysteries, season seven, episode is this seven seventeen. We we got another police psychic segment. Yes, yet another one. How many how many of these have we had this season so far? I well, it it was at least enough that when we were talking before we started recording, I was trying to pull the correct one on the wiki, and I had gotten myself confused because there were there were already others that there have been so many already. Yeah. And then the episode before this one, there was like a psychic or. Um, uh spirit medium painter spirit medium painter uh i yes we um and it wasn't too long ago that we had the the electrical lady uh yeah i I actually i've i feel like i've over the past several episodes i've kind of felt like i had noticed because i thought we had started out this season like didn't we have some real some real strong unexplained segments right we were getting Mm-hmm. All all the classics, and I don't know, honestly, Crystal. I feel like they they're mm-hmm. just going cheap this half of the season. Uh, it's just like oh yeah, and be, I, you know, it's just, it's it, probably got a lot to do with the fact that we are in season seven, mm-hmm. 
a lot of shows get really tired by that point. That's true. Yeah. I, I feel tired <laughs> having talked about this program now for six years. I feel tired. Yeah. It's, I mean, and I'm not and in like, it's probably a lot less effort and financial obligation. I, I assume yeah. to produce our podcast versus make an episode on unsolved mysteries. I have no idea what that entails. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. So, I mean, like, I'm, I, I know the, the not, I got, not really, I guess, so much the writers, but the whoever's, you know, putting together the segments on Unsolved Mysteries, uh, you know, at this point, they're just like, you know, it's just like, hey, it's really economical. We'll just talk with, we'll buck out X number of uh, uh, police psychic people. We'll, we'll talk with people who, like, oh, I'm, uh, I am cha- I channel the spirits of of people's dead um uh teachers <laughs> or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean cuz let's see uh we had was it this season we also had the people like they were just psychic connections to their to their relatives or something. It's like I sensed that my family was Yeah, in there was the through the painting. Yeah. And then, uh, then there was, yeah, there was one, there was the electrical lady. There was another one that was, and she's also, she was a worker at like one of the aircraft factories around here or something. And she ended up being suspected of the murder because she knew she led the police to the body. That yeah. was maybe two episodes yeah, Oh yeah. Ago. Yeah. That was also recent. Yes. Good. Good point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And just like a lot of oddball psychic segments, which I, I I've been getting kind of annoyed by that. You know, it's mm-hmm. um, especially like I, I, I kind of jumped ahead here. I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to admit it because I think it was at the end of this segment, they sort of preview the next, uh, the end of this episode, they preview the next one. And mm-hmm. it's it's yet the it's clear that the the unexplained segment on the next episode is going to be some sort of thing about like uh, prayer, you know, can prayer heal people who are sick or whatever? And it's like mm-hmm. I just as soon as as soon as I hear that heard that I was just ugh. and then out of curiosity I was like, well, what's in the episode after that? And so I clicked on the mm-hmm. episode after that, and I uh-huh. I almost immediately stopped because the the sort of intro uh, intro to the whole episode the <laughs> the first things Robert Stack says uh, are the Ouija board, and that's I hit pause oh, and it's like just just wallowed in my own despair. Uh, and you, know, yeah. and, you know, I think this at this point uh, where the show's on season seven, where mm-hmm. this is now, um, I'm pretty sure sightings is on the air. Yeah. And I feel like I certainly I don't think at this point I was watching Unsolved Mysteries anymore. Uh, it, you know, back mm-hmm. when I was a young man. Um Yeah. And I feel like, and I, I, I'm sure I've mentioned this before, vis-a-vis sightings. Uh, like, I mean, it, yeah. it, it's it's a you know, for those of you who uh, Gen Z who may not remember, uh, it was you know, it was a 
it was basically like they just had a half hour format of like the supernatural stuff and done done as if it was a news broadcast too i always thought that was a and the production values were a fraction of what unsolved mysteries was i mean if you you knew that if you're going to have like Uh a close encounters of the third kind sort of thing that you're going to see a very um very poorly lit uh uh a little recreation involving, you know, Roswell Gray's looking through the window or something. But mm. the producers of that show, they, 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 they made, I think they made the right uh, calculation, which is like, look, we'll just cut out all the BS that people aren't interested in. And we're just going to give them just straight out, you know, ghost UFOs and, you know, some, ESP, whatever. Uh, uh, and, you know, the production production values will be less, but pe- people are going to like, it, it's it's the stuff people want, right? Un- undiluted with lost love BS. So I, I think at this point in Unsolved Mysteries, I, you know, I'm, I probably wasn't lingering around uh, uh, anymore because, uh, you know, Cause on Friday nights I could, or whenever I could get my, my direct fix of, of, of UFOs on sightings. Right. Yeah. And also this is, we're a couple years into the X-Files being on the air now. Oh yeah. Yeah. Too. So, I mean, this is, uh, this episode that we just watched of Unsolved Mysteries would have first been released in 1995. So, you know. I think X-Files came out in 93 or 94. Mm-hmm. Um, so that itch is definitely being scratched somewhere. And I definitely feel like there is a very um, specific, at least with season seven and maybe going to the end of season six, there's a specific sort of demographic that they're chasing now. Okay. And it's sort of the, uh, I mean, older folks. <laughs> uh religious types you know yeah yeah i mean unsolved mysteries is a catholic program it is and one of the interesting things i'll note here is that there this is where sort of mainstream christianity and the united states is also starting to diverge a little bit too so in the 80s and then early 90s we have the rise of the evangelical movement and while unsolved mysteries has been almost certainly um i would say directed at a older middle-aged to elderly catholic Mm -hmm. viewing audience um we're really seeing a big demographic shift in the early 90s now i'll say this if there was any at least how i was raised but it's certainly the types of churches I was going to um, anything around mediums, uh, Ouija boards, psychics, anything that was not, um, you know, any sort of miracle by the saints, all of that was widely disregarded by the evangelical movement. No. Yeah. That's just, That's, uh, you know, that's the devil's playground, basically, <laughs> is if you're getting into that stuff or Dungeons and Dragons, <laughs> right? Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. And but, you know, it's, it goes beyond satanic 
panic. It goes to a complete rejection of the occult. Like there's no other than like possessions and um, uh, laying hands, which kind of comes from the Pentecostal roots of the modern evangelical movement. There's really no um, mysticism Mm. in Mm. mainstream evangelical Christianity. So in this way, I think, and in this essay, I will prove, no, Unsolved Mysteries is kind of falling out of the mainstream, I think, a little bit. Where this used to be a program, everybody on Wednesday nights, and, you know, the family would get together, the kids would run scared because they heard music (laughs) and Robert Stack's voice. At this point, those kids are getting older. The the demographic that they are now playing to is not the sort of rising evangelical tide. It is a older catholic or agnostic crowd it's definitely not for young people right this is the show that bob doe is uh, watching while he drinks his metamuso <laughs> and goes to bed at, at right. nine. <laughs> yeah yeah it's like it's it's a this isn't really a secular program in the way that maybe his sightings would be Right, right. Yeah, so, so I guess that's a good point. Yeah, like sightings is um that sort of, you know, that that's it that's hitting the demographic of the young uh, you know, the young people who are, you know, they're young, they're they're hip, um you know, they they're they're, they're just in, you know, they're like just, just give me my just give me my UFOs you know uh, yeah right yeah yeah this is also this is also the time of where we're really starting to see like uh conspiracy theories uh around the government and this is all tied in with ufo stuff and you know anything that the x-files was doing all of this stuff sort of moving into mainstream thought yeah no exactly like basically well you know unsolved mysteries uh at this point is to sightings what like touched by an angel would be to old school unsolved mysteries <laughs> yeah in a way um yeah or i would say like uh this is this is touched by an angel would be to murder she wrote okay oh yeah yeah that's a good one so we're definitely we're definitely in the touched by an angel you you, know. you you refined my analogy even better. Good, excellent work. Yeah. So I'm, it's just yeah. This is kind of uh, unsolved mysteries. The audience for it has diverged. I think over the last couple of years, and I don't know. And I think that's why they're doing a lot of this psychic stuff is because they're doubling down on the audience they already have. Yeah. No. That the there there is a point for that. They're like, look, we're not a top ten program anymore but we might be able to remain Mm. in the top 40 if we just you know retain what we got retain what we got Mm -hmm. that's what they're 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 going for um man wouldn't it be wild to be able to go back to the 90s and tell people like you're not gonna believe what's going on in the 2020s like we're, Mm. we're society's literally so crazy 
that they that that yeah. that the uh, the military released released all this UFO ev- evidence and no one seems to care because yeah, and it was met with a collective like shrug, <laughs> right? <laughs> because because shit was so crazy already that people were like, whatever, <laughs> right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. And I, I, yeah, it'd be it'd be really wild to go back to like 1996 or whatever and be like, you know, this Bill Clinton blowjob stuff. This is child's play <laughs> compared to what's coming. This is fucking cute, guys. <laughs> this is cute that anybody is even remotely getting fired up about this. Is uh, it was it was kind of I think for most serious adults at the time, the Clinton stuff was very dumb. Yeah, but uh, you know there was the very unserious uh the beginning of the gop grift right yeah, you know was yeah. seated with newt gingrich in that in that time and um you know but to to know that it oh it gets so much worse guys it's gonna be so bad that ufos being a real thing it just is like not a not a thing at all but we i think we've i think we've kind of gotten off track anyway we we were talking about sort of why are there so many police psychics and i was trying to I was trying to like paint it, 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 it at the time that this is being aired. Why why do we keep having to revisit this? And I think it's because they're really doubling down on their older Catholic or other or other, other n- non evangelical religions. Yeah, mainstream. Yeah, uh, main, mainstream <clears throat> uh, audience. Yeah. You know, it, well, well, I think they have probably lost their evangelical audience and also the evangelical movement was not what it is today at this time but they probably this has probably been not on the television in those homes for a while yeah so that said who is our police psychic of the day noreen uh rainer uh she rainier Rainier. yeah Yeah. noreen yeah rainier yeah any any relation to keith rainier you think the guy from nexium remember that from from where uh never mind <laughs> so guy he's a uh, gross rapist he went to jail for human trafficking she he ran a cult his last his name was keith rainier anyway, oh we can move on. oh oh okay yeah yeah I, I, I thought you said next gen i was like i okay totally different totally no nexium nexium oh cult. yeah nexium man isn't yeah. that a wild one right yeah i mean that got that got dropped right down there with UFOs, and people were like, "Huh? <laughs> How about that?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. No. Uh, Noreen. They they started out this the segment. Uh, I get. I guess this is meant less as a reenactment and more her just doing her performance. Um, mm-hmm. You know, she's in the warehouse with a a vehicle that turns out to have been related to a homicide uh, six or so police detectives are busy writing down notes as she's doing her psychic stuff uh, Ro- mm-hmm. robert robert stack uh, when when they cut to him and his little uh, intro to the camera says that among the psychics we've profiled she's unique and mm-hmm. i i spent Okay. Spent much of the segment trying to deduce what they meant by that. Is it because I think 
though I mean the only difference I can see see between her and the other police psychics is I don't think the other police psychics were as performative as she is. Mm-hmm. Like you know, mm-hmm. they're just sort of like I sense, uh, I sense that she blah blah blah. You know, they're just they're just they're saying they're relating whatever they're they're sensing. She yeah. is like performing as if she's reenacting. The she's crime. reenacting yeah. the crime. Uh, yeah, uh, before which is really reminiscent to the like uh, spirit medium painter guy performance oh right the episode right before because this. he's 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 re reenacting the painter uh yeah 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 very it's yeah it's very performative it's it she she even does kind of she kind of does a bit of a voice uh attempt to to do their voice and she just you know moving her arms around re- recreating what what they were experiencing and then robert sack drops a tr- truly terrifying statistic that she has uh, collaborated with law enforcement in 32 different states, four foreign countries, and on 385 cases. Oh, my yeah. God. Uh, and it's interesting that these two are the ones they chose to sort of focus on here. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I Because, like, literally for this, uh, for the, so there's a couple, Jake and Dora Cohn, right? And, and they mm-hmm. were murdered. Yeah. And um, they're trying to figure out who did it. And then so they go to this police psychic and she's like, I feel like his name, his name has the the letter S. <laughs> that That's yeah. That, like, bitch, are you kidding me right now? Right. Right. She, she, that, that that drove me crazy because like, uh, you know, they, they she she had they brought 10 photographs over. And she she made a big to do of like just put them face down, um, yeah. Now the thing is, is if you have, th- I'm seeing the letter S. I'm seeing S. S is very important. Yeah, S. S. Like it's literally the most commonly used like that letter in the English language. In my or? in my notes, I had you know a question: How many of these pictures had an S in 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 their name? Uh, probably a very yeah. high percentage. Most of them. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. you know, the thing is, is if like there's 10 pictures and you get three guesses, I mean, it's not likely that you'll get both, but it's not, it's certainly not a outside of the realm of possibility uh, and that, that you'll end up picking like two, two, the two that are like suspects. Here's what kind of drove me up the wall was like when they were talking with the detective he yeah because they have this little reenactment of uh you know of 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 the the murder of of jake and and doreen uh dora nora nora Mm -hmm. that's right yeah um and (laughs) the the detective is is like what really what really convinced me when she was on the level was that she described what they looked like uh uh pretty accurately and i was like look yeah. here i'm i'm sorry i'm not my apologies to any older members of our audience but if you if you tell me like hey a couple of 70 or 80 year olds were <laughs> murdered i was like okay i sense uh since Jake is going to, he has, 
He has uh, thinning gray hair, and his pants are up above the waist. Uh, and, uh, his wife, oh, she, she's got gray hair. She's wearing glasses. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't take. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. A yeah. lot of a lot of older people kind of look alike. I don't mean to be. Yeah, there's there's a very defi- I I see it less now, but definitely then. Like all older women got their hair cut off and went to the salon once a week to have it put in rollers, or they kept it. Yeah, they all kind of agreed upon after the age of fifty. I'm doing this hair now. The the B Arthur. Yeah, yeah. Thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you if 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 you. <laughs> If you gave that description, description, it'd be like, well, you've 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 definitely described like three of the four Golden Girls, so I, right, exactly. Yeah, I I feel like it's a little a little less, a lot less common now. I think I think doesn't that, it seem like? Yeah, I mean that's a that's a whole another dissertation of like why over fifty now looks very different. Than it it does twenty five years ago. Like pe- really does. Why are people so much more youthful looking? Like there's um well a lot of reasons. People have developed healthier habits, mm-hmm. so they don't smoke. Um, they don't drink as much as they used oh, to. So they have a lot less yeah. inflammation. They're, they're, they're... So inflammation was like you know inflammation and inflammation related diseases are actually what killed you pretty young. Okay. In the past, so people are um doing better you know more access uh to medications healthcare, doctors yeah uh dentistry yeah um, yeah yeah they're they're, they're they're you yeah you make a good point botox they're not they're not uh, facial creams <laughs> um e- e- eating those blueberries raspberries and and blackberries to get yes. the antioxidants yeah 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 just uh yeah. just improving uh uh, just improving your 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 overall healthy living and ensures that you that yes. that you're still bangable well past what we would have thought back in the 80s um yeah for yeah. sure and i i think there's also like this uh you know starting with the baby boomers this sort of uh idea that after 50 you don't really need to disappear from society and you don't need to disappear physically. So you don't need to adopt your grandma's hairstyle and take up knitting or whatever. You know what right. I mean? You can just kind of still have a sense of style, do whatever you want. Long hair, short hair, doesn't matter. Don't care. You can wear young clothes. It's fine. It's all good. But yeah, like uh, there's to the point here, it was like, yeah. And if you're describing what an elderly couple looked like in 1986, which is what uh, Noreen was attempting to do here. You're probably gonna be right on the money. Yeah, most of the time. And and then what what I like is to 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 get some confirmation, right? To 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 make sure that this that that Noreen is on the level that they're like you know just they're like just a cross reference, just a check to make sure this psychic is legit. We're gonna have the. We're gonna bring in a hypnotist. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've gone we've gone full like Victorian era, uh, mystic now, right? On this, haven't we? Right. Yeah. It's it's this is um, so yeah. They 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 have a hypnotist. She gives um. 
we get some POV accounts uh, uh, perspective on some of uh, this this reenactment. You know, basically these guy these these guys break in. They shoot uh, the wife. The husband gets up from his chair, grabs the baseball bat that's just leaning in the hallway. Um, this is what's really odd too. Is like he comes into the kitchen. Mm-hmm. He sees that his wife's been shot and killed, and him and the the yeah. the lead intruder are just having an argument it's like the guy's mm-hmm. like where's the money and it's like what do you want where's the money who are you where's the money it's like who's on first right like <laughs> yeah swing the bat yeah like he doesn't like when you see that sight i think really mo- most people would just they'd come in swinging and then, like, when he right. does choose to get physical, he doesn't even swing the bat. He just, like, grapples with the, the intruder. It's like, you had yeah. a bat. Use it. Um, yeah. A, yeah. A bat is better than no bat. Anyway, I, I also like how in this hypnotist thing, we we get this, like, moment uh, when it's POV. And we see the, like, the, crim- the lead, lead break-in guy look at right into the camera and the the actor playing mm. him gives this look, right? The sort of like what he mm. gives this look that I guess kind of like a what the fuck look. And I for a moment I wonder I, I thought they were implying that like the the lead break in criminal when he came in, he saw some sort of like vortex between behind the wife's head where 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 mm. Noreen was like uh, like looking at him through the vortex <laughs> wouldn't that be wild mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I i guess if i yeah. was a criminal breaking in to rob someone and i saw that i probably would it probably would make me mm-hmm. stunned for a moment anyway yeah uh probably not what they were going for but uh yeah this is <laughs> <laughs> we, we we did we, we already described they brought like 10 pictures over uh our psychic lady picked the two that were suspects with her three guesses and she uh and, and the detective was like man and she said s and one of them had s in his name and it was like probably most of them did uh and the other mystery was like about this woman who owned a, what a chinese bakery and she was mm-hmm. uh, like a, her this is where I can, can I'm confused. Like in the reenactment, they show like one of her employees, right? He's walking along the street. He's, she, he sees her drive mm-hmm. by him on her way into work. She waves and he waves. And like, he noticed like she went into the garage and then like some, uh, uh, an Asian man who had been in the car, got out of his car and rushed into the garage before the door closed and then the employee mm-hmm. describes how he didn't see anything until half an hour. And uh, and then she like the, the garage door opens and the van drives away, but it's being driven by the man. Turned out it turned mm-hmm. out that uh, the his boss's body was in the in the back. Uh, and this is the van that's in the warehouse at the beginning of the segment. I I was I was trying to figure out, I guess, but it was, was the employee waiting for her to open the front door so he could come in. Is that what, why was he just standing on the sidewalk? 
for half an hour. I think so. Maybe, yeah, yeah maybe he didn't have keys. Yeah, may, th- that must have been it. Um, yeah, so that, that's the only explanation I could come up with. But yeah, so uh, Noreen, she does like a, uh, she uses her psychic powers to to give a description of the <laughs> of the suspect. It looked like in the sketch, she seemed to be suggesting that this guy's eye was like an inch lower on one side than the other. I I don't know what what was going on there, but um, they, they when they're interviewing Noreen, she talks about you know when she's trying to justify her, her stuff. She's like, "Look, people always ask me like, what's it like, huh? What's it like when 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 you do this stuff?" And I. Uh, how does how does it work? And I say to them, "How does your logical brain work?" I was like, "Okay, well, uh, I suppose the way my logical brain works is if I'm trying to solve something, I my brain will record uh, will record images, sounds, and things, you know." Uh, information uh, and then I use my memory uh, in conjunction with notes to sort of to evaluate that and see if something fits I, I like whatever no but like Robbie how do the synapses in your brain work like how does your memory work though Right. Well, that that's it? the thing is like she's trying to demand people like give a ex- explanation for the working of the brain uh, as a deflection mm-hmm. for like describing like I think it's it, it's it's fairly reasonable to ask her like, do, do you see images? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you do you do you hear voices? Do you do you experience physical touch? Is is this stuff being mm-hmm. spoken to you? I mean, th- those are all reasonable questions. Mm-hmm. I think that, like, if you, yeah, very reasonable, yeah, 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 that if you that if you're experiencing something, you have at least enough context to like be able to describe describe it in a way where someone someone uh, someone could kind of gather what what the experience is basically like. Uh, I don't know. I just to me that was just like, oh, that's her. That's that's the deflection she keeps ready in case she gets anyone trying to question her. Um, you know, what was also weird about this is like when they have her when the the detective working on this um, this this woman's murder has her come in and she's doing her reading in the warehouse with, uh, I guess, I guess it must be the vehicle and any boxes of evidence and stuff. Uh, there's there's unsolved mysteries drops that Noreen is like this uh, that this is highly unusual for Noreen because usually she works by phone it's like what that okay uh, anyway so the update on the segment at the end a little text stuff uh lets us know that DNA evidence helped find the guy who <laughs> who committed the murder yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you know, uh, actual evidence. Um, Science! And that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, DNA evidence and some good old-fashioned police work, huh? Right. You know, getting getting a list of suspects. 
figuring out where they were, collecting collecting blood samples and Yeah, I mean, I god, I if we knew we have another one of these I don't know what I'm going to say. You know, and the thing is, we could probably use a police psychic on this next segment, but we don't get one. Um, so this is a this is a hometown this is a hometown case. I, I'm not going to say murder. I got very excited when they started dropping is. some place names. They said this, yeah. So we're we're going to talk about Chatsworth, which is on the. Uh, well, it's not on the same bus line as where I live. You'd have to take a couple of transfers, but it's in the San Fernando Valley, and we're going to talk about okay. it. In 1994, a woman named Renee, uh, no, Renee's the little boy. That's wrong. <laughs> a, woman named, a woman named Cecilia, who had recently, within the last two years, married a man. Um, and she had a uh, she had a son from a previous relationship who was named Renee. I'm sorry. And uh, she lived in Chatsworth with her new husband shortly after um, getting married. She became pregnant. And so the series of events we're about to talk about, she was about two weeks away from her due date. So she was a very, very pregnant woman. Um, and uh, so we get some interesting interviews. The first one is with her husband uh, whose name is alfredo alfredo thank you and uh alfredo tells the story of like the last time he saw his wife she was sitting at the dining room table he was leaving for work he was saying goodbye and then he, he really lays it on thick here in a weird way he says well i just felt very compelled in that moment to go back and and embrace her because she looks so you know beautiful from being pregnant i just had this sense of longing and that's when i became suspicious then, of him <laughs> yeah what's that's the thing about a lie don't add too many details yeah. guys don't do it um so then he says when he returns home from work he finds her car parked not inside their apartment complex gate but outside of it on the street which was unusual um it was presumably unlocked or he had keys he finds her wedding rings have been discarded there and there, there's some kind of note or something uh that she has decided that he's a i don't know I don't remember what the first note said. I remember the letter that got mailed later, but there's. Well, um, well, I mean, like there wasn't a note, no, was there? I mean, the 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 second level of suspicion I had, uh, you know, mm -hmm. was that because because when he searched in the car, it was just it was a card, mm -hmm. and there was nothing written in it, just mm -hmm. a just right. a signature of some sort. And then you know, yeah, and later on he received a typewritten note. Both That's both right. are immediately suspicious because it's like Yeah. I mean I think my I mean most people if they're gonna leave their their spouse, you know, they they write something, right? So yeah. 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 So then 
Um, <laughs> or you just go to the uh, I'm, I'm leaving you section of the card. Yeah. <laughs> get, get that card and you, then you don't have to write anything. And they, they have like some sort of. Yeah, that's right. So, someone working for Hallmark the, has already come up with something to write in the card. Yeah. Yeah. It's the Dear John section of the Hallmark yes. store. Then Alfredo calls in the middle of the night. He calls uh, this guy, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I work. I guess this was a friend from work or something. Like, like I guess one one and, of her friends at work. Yeah, yeah. Kevin Annabelle. And then Kevin's like, yeah. Kevin's like, why are you calling me in the middle of the night? And Alfred is like, so she's not there. And Kevin's like, why the hell would she be here? Yeah. Like I mean, you know that doesn't make any sense. What? None of that made any sense other than to try and generate an alibi for himself. Right. And. I mean, right. yes, exactly. And 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 here's the thing. I mean, I don't want to rag on Kevin. I, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say, like, the the third thing that made me suspicious is like, this is the guy that you're you're going to suspect your your wife may have, you know, left you for. I, no offense, mm-hmm. Kevin. I just I don't see. <laughs> I just don't see him as, you know being much of an upgrade. Uh anyway. Yeah, so uh so so Cecilia's disappeared. She's gone and then yeah, Alfredo gets this letter talking about how she had left with her son because she had met this other doctor that was from Honduras and she'd been having an affair and wasn't sure if the baby was alfredo's or not and she was leaving she'd gone to honduras and okay so fast forward a little bit investigators are involved Mm -hmm. and alfredo is definitely someone of suspicion Mm -hmm. uh in this disappearance and they find out that a couple of weeks before cecilia disappeared well i'm sorry six six months before cecilia vanished um that Cecilia had gotten a hot tip that Alfredo had been seen kissing another woman at a party. Uh-huh. And that this tipster was going to call you under rage a meeting to give proof to Cecilia, I guess. A uh, person never called back. Um, and then a couple of weeks before Cecilia goes missing, um, a co-worker of Alfredo's calls and says that they were going to have a surprise baby shower for him. And then the person who called was going to meet with Cecilia to um to go pick out some furniture. Yeah. On the day that she vanished. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. And then later, you know, of course the investigators go to Alfredo's work and start asking around. There's no shower that had been planned at all. <laughs> yeah, that's it's all a uh, bit odd, bit odd. Yeah. Uh, the police a couple of things come up here. The police didn't really seem to think Alfredo was as concerned as he should be. I really don't like when police try to decide if someone's a good suspect or not to, based on how they think someone should be reacting. Yeah, that that's a good um, point. Because everyone reacts differently. That's not great. Yeah. yeah, that's not great. But there's a couple of things here. First of all, the letter that Alfredo receives was postmarked from Van Eyes. <laughs> Um, which is not Honduras, the major post office in the valley. So it means, yeah, not Honduras, not somewhere else in California. It was it, so it had to have been sent in town. Yeah. Um, 
so that's a little weird. The none of the belongings for Arturo, Cecilia, or sorry, Renee and Cecilia uh, were missing because remember the kid is gone too, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, none of their stuff is missing. There's just, I mean, I think everything is kind of pointing towards Alfredo here. Yeah, he, he he didn't make as as screwy an excuse as the video store owner from a few episodes ago. Right. But it it's, I mean, it's always suspicious when like you know you're the 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 the, the I'm leaving you uh, letter is typed. That's just yes. Like, Especially like at the time, because uh, odds are it's it'd be like typewriter written. It's like that's such a chore. I mean, it'd be easier to just scribble something on the notepad and, uh, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. So what do you think happened? I'm, th- I mean, yeah, the usual, the usual, yeah. Um, he had a baby on the way. He freaked out. It was also. Uh, I don't think this came up in the Unsolved Mysteries segment, but reading on the wiki that investigators later determined that Alfredo was having an extramarital affair around the time of Cecilia and Renee's oh, disappearance. Oh, well, yeah, that that certainly puts things in a, another light. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So maybe it was the other woman. Maybe it was both of them. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a good. That's a good. Uh, that's a good notion. I, 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 th- I think. I think we. I think. I think that's that's it. You've just cracked a case. Yeah, it's just uh, the thing is, if you don't have a body, yeah. That, what do you charge him with? Being an asshole. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. I, I, what do you? What do you charge? Uh, yeah, yeah. And if he's being co- if he's being cooperative, which he seems like he's being, he went on television. He was talking to the police. It's what do you do? It's inter- it's you interesting cuz like it seems simultaneously on the one hand it'd be really easy to hide a body, but on the other hand, like a lot of our other segments bodies are being found. Are a lot of bodies that get found is that just due to like laziness on the part of the <laughs> I don't. Maybe it's just because I live out west, and there's such huge empty spaces mm-hmm. that, like, it just it, it it feels like if you just buried a body, like, who the heck's gonna find it? I mean, the only people that the, right. the only people that would be crossing that that land would like be maybe a hunter on a rare occasion. Yeah, uh, an ATV. Well, I think. A lot of times that, yeah, hikers, hunters have discovered human remains that have been disturbed due to uh, predatory animals such as coyotes or wolves or something like that. Oh, yeah. So if you don't dig, if you don't dig deep enough, um, that could be an issue. Um, It's kind of really seems like putting, putting a, unless you do the old uh, cement boot trick, it kind of seems like putting a body out to see is a bad idea we just had a barrel drum of someone wash up recently in malibu <laughs> really because yeah because the tide tends to unless you're dropping it way out at sea the tide tends to um bring things back in yeah. so yeah that's also not a great plan 
Um, Why are we giving advice to murderers? Oh, oh God. <laughs> I don't... I don't know. I, I would like I mean, to think just, that anyone I, listening to this podcast is actually a pretty decent person. So we, we probably very, very few of our listeners are murderers. I'm sure. Hopefully none. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was just also thinking about, um, yeah, that recent case, uh, that we talked about with the gal who worked at, um, the aircraft aircraft manufacturer she like there's a lot of canyons and ravines and stuff around here i mean for being a big city there's a lot of like wide open areas that no one really goes into yeah, yeah. so a lot of uh, there's unfortunately a lot of places to dump a body in la where it's not gonna get found think about like julian sands yeah, right yeah it took took a while he was missing for uh, many many months before anybody came across his remains so yeah yeah. Uh, rest in peace, Julian Sands. No. Yeah, rest rest in peace, Julian Sands. And also, um, presumably, Cecilia and Renee. Because, yeah. I mean... Yeah. I was really hoping, because like the next segment was was like going to be about an amnesiac. <laughs> I know it's mm-hmm. kind of ridiculous, but I was kind of hoping like, oh man, I hope it's like Cecilia. <laughs> then like we'd have... Wouldn't that be wild if like there was like a like two two unsolved mysteries that got solved before they could even like be turned into segments and 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 broadcasts because like mm-hmm. they have like an amnesiac and they have a missing persons and then like unsolved mysteries is like hey wait these are the same people but no it's it's not mm-hmm. uh, um uh t- t- uh the 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 next segments it started out really fun because it was a POV. You know what drives me absolutely bonkers with these goddamn kids and their goddamn TikToks? Okay. <laughs> Is people not using the phrase POV correctly? So, point of view, yeah. right? Is a very popular way to caption a video on TikTok or what whatever these short form little Oh, okay. film social media thing so so it'll say pov but then the the point of view is just the they'll say point of view like pov getting ready for work in the morning when you're hungover or whatever and then but instead of it being from the first person point of view of the hungover person it's just somebody filming themselves (laughs) so basically just like any other video (laughs) yeah Uh. Uh, but it's the incorrect it's the incorrect use of POV here that really bothers yeah, me. Yeah, no, I mean me as well. When it, I, I see it more and more often. It's like point of view, and it's like, no, all you have to say is when you're really hungover and you're getting ready for work. You don't need to add that POV part because that's incorrect. You're you're not shooting this from your point of view, right? You're just filming yourself. Yeah, I, I, the these young people, they they don't understand what POV is yeah. anymore. No, they don't, and it really drives me bananas. And yes, this is the hill I'm going to die on. It's like another reason why I'll never be on TikTok because I just can't with the grammar problems. Am I so out of touch? No, it's the children who are wrong. So POV, you have amnesia. You've woken up in a park in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean i assume for most people that's just like they had that's the that that was the 
the penultimate moment of their 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 vacation, right? <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah, you can't remember what you all your name is, but you think it might be Gigi. Um, and you have a purse full of weird shit. Uh, you've got four pairs of scissors, a gold-plated table setting, like forks and knives and stuff. Um, large amounts of makeup. Yeah, they showed. So this is actually, you know, POV. Uh, Unsolved Mysteries just when Unsolved Mysteries just grabs a local news segment. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's what this... Um, Robert Stack had, was... They were like, well, now we're going to our affiliate WDSU. in New Orleans, Louisiana. Like, well, you don't have an affiliate? Yeah, it's like, what the heck? This... Yeah, this... You don't have an affiliate? Now you're just airing local news stories? This is not... I mean... Yeah, this is this is not an Unsolved mystery segment. <laughs> this is no, literally a local isn't. news segment. I mean, and... This yeah. is, I mean, this is at least the first time I've I've observed this on this program. I don't know if like we're gonna see any more of these. I, we're gonna have to keep watch. I bet because they don't got no more money. <laughs> yeah, right. They're, they they've they've cut back on the aliens and ghosts for their supernatural to save money, and now I mean mm -hmm. I, I'm assuming it's just since I, I'm assuming WDSU was like an NBC affiliate or whatever so like the 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 national channel could use their news segment without any sort of pain paying them or whatever yeah yeah this was this was this was crazy this yeah. there, there, there's it was crazy because i'm like why is this woman narrating who's this woman narrating i'm like and i had to rewind it a little bit i'm like did i miss like did they just slide Virginia Madsen in here when I wasn't paying attention? Oh. And it's not her. And I'm like, what's going on? And I realized, oh, my God, they have just aired an entire local news segment yeah. in the middle of Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah. Yeah. Where's the re where's the reenactment? I guess I guess that little POV. What are we doing? POV they gave us right at the beginning was was the. was the reenactment? Uh, POV when your reenactment is a POV. Yeah uh pov we used to be a primetime <laughs> news uh nbc program but now we have to use uh footage from local affiliates because we don't have any more money <laughs> i like yeah well I, i'm really like if by season nine they're they're you they're regularly using these and like i feel like this is all this is gonna be you know what yeah. i mean and now we go to our affiliate and <laughs> whatever right. in portland right. oregon or you right know. exactly um yeah so crystal anyways. is it normal for a lady to be carrying 26 tubes of lipstick and 24 lip liner pencils yeah it's kind of weird <laughs> okay okay yeah i think i think on any given time i've maybe got uh some uncolored chapstick and maybe two colors in my big in my big purse okay not not in my evening bag but um, yeah, it's kind of a lot. And immediately when I saw sort of the melange of things that they pulled out of her purse, I'm like, oh, this person's a, is just uh, compulsively steals things. <laughs> oh, These wow. are all little things she can, you know, there's yeah. four pairs of scissors. There's gold plated table setting. There's yeah. all of these little lipsticks and lip liner. Like this person just compulsively shoplifts. Interesting. Uh, not much, yeah, not, not really any reenactments in this. Uh, we got a text update. Gigi turned out she's an actual person. A lot of viewers uh, recognize mm -hmm. her. Mystery solved. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, they also tried to give her some truth serum, which I does that work? Sodium amytal? I've always been curious about that because I feel like I've seen that legitimate like mention of that actually being used, not just as a movie thing. Mm-hmm. But I, uh, if you're a scientist, let us know. <laughs> right in, right in to reenactedpod at gmail.com mm-hmm. uh, then go over to Patreon uh, $1 tier or $5 tiers if you want to get an occasional reward and um, yeah yeah uh, five stars on iTunes and uh, anyway I guess we can do the last segment <laughs> uh, I was like wait did we <laughs> What did I miss? <laughs> I was just taking the opportunity. I was like, wait to, a minute. I, just, <laughs> I, I was just taking the opportunity to get, get some, some business out of the way. Okay. Thank you, I guess. But you kind of moved the dog dish on me and now I'm all confused. <laughs> Sorry. Food is. Sorry. Sorry. Uh. <laughs> anyway. Well, yeah. I mean, on the GG thing. Yeah. Her family recognized her. And then um, it, it turns out that she suffered from schizophrenia and does the shit all the time. Oh, I the the text I didn't I didn't see that in the that te- that was not the white text update. That is the unsolved mysteries wiki. Update. Oh wow, schizophrenia does that stuff all the time. Okay, well that helps explain yeah explain some stuff. Um, yeah. All right. <laughs> the family just keeps an eye out for like descriptions of amnesiacs being found who have like purses stuffed full of all sorts of random crap. All right. Well, tell us about Bob Coleman. Wait, you're telling us about Bob Coleman. Oh, you're right. I don't know, I don't know him. <laughs> right. Okay, so Bob Coleman. Uh, okay, this, this, this is. Um, it's not a lost. Love. I know he loved baseball. Yeah, yeah, because we get. That's a, what I know about Bob. We we get a reenactment of. Um, uh, of of a a boy and his son playing catch right you know just good old wholesome playing catch um it's it's a it's it's a it's as wholesome as you can get this is a not a lost love segment because the love is deceased this is a guy trying to find out what the who who stuff about his dad um yeah because uh, his dad had uh, apparently had some sort of secret, and I'll 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 just say right out that like for ninety yeah. percent of this segment, I thought the secret was going to yeah. turn out that to be that he was a spy. Yeah. Um. Because when they because anyway, the we get a re- actually the first reenactment we get is eleven year old Bob Coleman seeing the last rites being performed <laughs> over his father and uh, mm-hmm. uh, any any people any people who are still watching unsolved mysteries at this point will will uh, um uh, in the show's run will of course uh, that's playing right to the audience as as we've discussed uh Bob Coleman's father uh, what was his name Richard um uh he was uh a vending machine mechanic hell yeah which i yeah yeah that's 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 <laughs> definitely work that needs to be done uh yeah yeah we've 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 all, we've all had our money taken 
Anyway. Yep. So yeah, we get we get a reenactment of them playing playing catch. Uh it it seems, you know, it's like, ah, you know, just a typical typical life, right? Uh Richard Coleman he passed away in sixty one. And as a boy, Bob like was looking through his box of uh uh army stuff. Because uh, he had mm-hmm. like a army uniform in there, and uh, that, that uh, apparently that had him. He was a, a first lieutenant in medical corps, sort of thing. And we have a, a scene of like the mom coming in and like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "I just wanted to look at my my dad's army stuff." Uh, uh, and uh, the mom was like, "Well, we don't we we don't talk about that stuff because he did something in the army he's yeah. not proud of." And you're like, whoa! What happened? Did he? Did he? Did he? Was did? did I mean, like, I was like, what? Did it turn out that like th- this family's actually a family of spies? Like, like his mm-hmm. dad and his mom were actually like deep undercover Russian agents. Yeah. It's like whoa, and they. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so when he was an adult, Bob started going through his father's army stuff, trying to find out what the dark secret was from his past. And I got to say, I mean, at the very least, uh, the secret couldn't be quite that dark because at least it's an American army uniform and not a uh, Mm. World War II German (laughs) uniform. (laughs) That would would be a lot more worrisome. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. Anyway, so like Bob, you know, he's he, I mean, he's looking through the stuff as an adult and he's lo- looking again and he this time he really registers that medical core thing. He, you know, he's like, why did a doctor become a you know, mechanic, a vending machine mechanic? And then he had like they have a reenactment of a, quote, vivid childhood memory. And this reenactment is something else. His mom is wiping blinds, right? Mm-hmm. wiping blinds and she ends up cutting herself mm. and this so she had those razor blinds <laughs> razor blind crystal my my notes say razor sharp blinds underlined yeah uh i mean i don't know was that a thing in the 60s or 50s um that were blinds just super sharp? Yeah, sure. Everything was made of razor blades and asbestos until 1989. Uh, Apparently, because she is like on the floor. like uh, Yeah. like She's like losing blood so rapidly she might faint. Yeah. His, his dad rushes in, starts giving orders, uh, you know, immediately begins doing all the, the medical stuff. Uh, the, I mean, I got a lot of amusement out of this. Blind. She cut herself on blinds. What? What? Uh, anyway, uh, so that I guess that that's when Bob kind of registered. Hey, my dad. My dad. Uh, my dad. He. Uh, he. He was. I guess legitimately had a medical background. But then there's a bunch of stuff about paperwork and how paperwork was kind of like fudged over. Uh, names. Mm-hmm. Names re- rewritten over things. Sort of to the point where, like, when you when you do the digging, you find out Bob finds out these documents really aren't for his dad. This is where I'm like, really, like, oh man, he's totally a spy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, um, uh, 
uh and there's stuff about like his dad actually having like legitimate papers but they were from world war one not two yeah which yeah kind of uh that i was like okay i mean because that kind of fit in because i was i was getting the impression they were they're trying to make it that his his father was much older than just like greatest Mm -hmm. generation um yes yeah so uh, and and in light of what the revelation is, I think I I think I have it all. F- I, I think it fits. Anyway, so he we get another reenactment of a memory of when his father was dying in '61. Um, and I mean, like he comes in, you know, he's talking with with dad, and then he's like, "What about your family? Have they come to see you? Your brothers and your sisters and da da da." And uh, uh, the mom's like. We're his family, honey. We're his family. Mm-hmm. Okay. Shh. We're 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 his family. Um, and so, you know, the what it turns out is that his dad, I guess, you know, is that his dad his dad had a whole other family before uh, Bob's family. That he basically yeah. just abandoned. That's right. Yeah. And I guess I guess that makes it like he had a family from, you know, after World War One. Mm-hmm. And I guess maybe all this World War Two stuff was like forged documents was just so that like his the his his children uh in his second family, um like if they ever if if anyone ever came over it was like yeah, yeah your father was our father and it's like that can't be you're as old as my father was because he was a world war ii vet and like no he was a world mm-hmm. war one dev hat and whatever and uh yeah um the text update at the end says let us know that hey you know they um uh they uh Bob and his sister, they got in, they eventually were able to get uh tracked down and get into contact with a uh this this other family that they they never never knew they had. So I guess yeah, because they would have half siblings. Um that's got to be really f- Yes, awkward. <laughs> yes, like hey. Yeah, there I'm reading in the wiki here and I think unsolved mysteries because it was the white text update because they weren't there at the reunion, you can kind of assume they had nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um because they didn't. It was actually Bob's own detective work in ancestry.com in 2006 that <laughs> brought oh, okay. this all together. And um so because, you know, his dad had been so much older, um so there was the uh most of his direct relatives so the first wife um his uh what would be half sisters Mm -hmm. and brother i think um but a lot of those relatives had passed away so he was able to get in touch with like nieces and nephews okay and cousins okay because that was because those people were still alive and they wouldn't Um, be his dad had actually been born in Huh? Oh, I was going to say, well, at least they w- that would be less mm-hmm. awkward because they wouldn't be feeling as raw as like children. Uh, yeah, yeah, they were a little more removed from the situation. But yeah, yeah it turns out his, his father had actually been born in 1895. Holy crap. So, yeah, so when his dad passed, he was 66 years old. Damn. 
1961. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, which is all to say, I am looking at a picture from this reunion. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a couple of well-dressed people. And then there's Bob Coleman is in it. And he is wearing a T-shirt that says, who's your daddy on it? <laughs> really? That is- I'm not making this up. <laughs> What the heck, Bob? I mean, you can't say you can't say Bob didn't have a sense of humor about the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, he's clearly clearly got a sense of humor. Oh man. Yeah. You you want to hear um before we we head out. If you want Yeah. You you want to hear about awkward awkward World War II veteran sort of stuff. Okay, so I have um I'm not sure what the term term would be. It's a, Steppish sisters, or uh, uh, my my father before he was married to my mom was married to this woman mm-hmm. who had like three daughters from a previous marriage. So uh-huh. I don't know what their how you would describe their relation to me. Are those sisters half sisters once removed? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, let's just call that 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 that's as good a way to describe it. Half sisters once removed. Um, yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, so. You know, so they they had a father uh, who like he was a Greyhound bus driver in the 60s and 70s or whatever. Um, And then like because uh, got we don't go into the details. They got divorced. uh, Him and their mother got divorced. Um, And then their mother married my father Uh, or they were at least together. Um, Yeah. So then there's like there's. Uh, and you know, both my father and their father had served in World War II. Um, in fact, their father had been stationed at Hawaii at one point and had gotten mm-hmm. knocked out, uh, in the alley behind a bar and robbed. Um, anyway, uh, so at this family reunion, there, there's like this fan, you know, just standard sort of, you know, bunch or, or, Maybe not a family union. So, so, so some big social occasion where lots of like extended family from all sorts would be all over the place. So, you know, this was going to be the first time that uh, that their their biological father met their uh, met uh, my dad. And, you know, they mm-hmm. like uh, it was a fairly amicable me- meeting or whatever. Like, oh, hey, hi. Uh, yeah. And they shake hands and. You know, talk talk for a few seconds before you know, like their their dad has to then go on and shake some other person's hand and like, hey, how's it going? And uh, and so <laughs> one of my half sisters once removed said that as soon as like her father had moved on, she looked over at my dad and he looked. She said that he looked pale as a ghost, right? Like just hmm. like truly like unnerved, just just like shaken mm-hmm. to his core. And mm-hmm. she she goes up to him and she she asks, Hey Bob, are are you all right? And he like he reaches out and he takes a hold of her hand and in a very hushed tone he says I'm pretty sure that during the war I knocked your father out in an alleyway behind a bar in Honolulu 
and took his wallet. <laughs> Wait a minute. Your dad r- robbed their dad? <laughs> yeah, like two or three decades previous to their meeting. <laughs> uh, it's, I mean, that's amazing. Up there with the doppelganger yeah, business that is, from like two episodes ago. That's like fucking doppelganger level stuff, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. I have a follow-up question. Yeah. Your dad's name was also Robert? Uh, yes, he, he went by Bob, which is why I will not ever tolerate anyone calling me Bob. Yeah, that would you're definitely not a Bob. Yeah. That would be very weird. Um, so are you a junior or some other numerical? Uh, there's nothing on my paperwork that says junior, and I'm kind of vague on the 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 rules on that because we have different middle names do you have to have a complete Mm -hmm. does it have to be a complete three name match huh Uh, i i don't know uh, also according to my mother she chose the name robert after robert redford so um (laughs) oh so it had nothing to do with (laughs) your father being named robert yeah Yeah. I just thought I'd ask because I didn't know. I didn't know until this moment oh, yeah, that your yeah. father's name had also been Robert. Yeah. Yeah. No, okay. No. Well, <laughs> hey, viewers, listeners, if you, uh, if you got, well, I guess you did all the bit of, you did the bit of business already. Yeah. So, uh, thank you for listening. If you so got, what do we do now? If you got any, <laughs> if you, if you got any weird store doppelganger, like stories like that, yeah. write in and share it with us. Um, Crystal, you want to do the thing? Do I want to do the thing? <laughs> My God, I've never done the thing. I can't do the thing now. Okay. I wasn't ready. Okay, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll do the thing. Whoa. I'm <laughs> sorry. I just didn't have anything You're else to say. I used up all the stuff. Oh my God, here. we're just. Uh, oh man. This, this is a train wreck. Uh, but that's that's what the, that's what our fans love most uh, when it happens on our show. Okay, uh, yeah. for uh, every mystery, there's someone somewhere who knows the truth. Perhaps that someone's watching. Perhaps it's you.